Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. So welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my! Oh my! This is all mine for this week. Thank you, Vanna White. You're welcome. It's <laughs> not a photo. I'm just, this is my, like, peace to all, peace to everyone. It's not a photo. Excuse us. <laughs> um, We just wanted to both wear black tops today so that you guys know that this is, like, a joint effort of, like, you know, a group, a, a team, a teamwork thing. Our mafia. Yeah, this is, like, our jersey, if you will. Yes, this is our kink mafia. It's our kink. I'm going to have to bleep that, I think, for you, too. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just going to bleep everything. I hope that they can read lips. <laughs> just going to be one bleep. I just don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> Rude. So, what are we talking about this week? Well, last week we were talking about, um, you know, exploring kink and sex after trauma. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, one of the things that I had touched on was the freeze response during trauma. And that kind of like inspired, let's kind of address that a little bit more in terms of what that could look like and um, what we can do in those, you know, in those situations. And um, we were basically going to go free balling it from there. I love free balling. I as well do. I'm going to try my mic up here. And if it's bad sound quality for this one, well, you know. Sorry. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Because I put my, I'm not holding my mic, so. What do you mean, like, try it? Like, this like, this, like this, we know for a fact. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Like, we already have that I data. hold it. Like, I guess, we, did you want to just, like, use the audio from there then? No. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to use my chinchilla support blanket. <laughs> I just literally, like, oh, I'm going to try doing this one thing, which we verified <laughs> before we even started like, the I'm podcast. I'm having a rap moment. Well. Leave me alone. No. I'm just saying. You make me whiny. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not cute. Try to be cute for camera. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have a serious discussion on how to handle the freeze response in sex, as well as the other Fs. Fuck. Not one of them. Oh. But I like where your head is. There are four Fs. There is, uh, there is a fawn response. Yep. Freeze. Fight. Yep. Flight. Fawn is probably the least known. Yes. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Why would you say that? Um, I don't think a lot of people talk about them. I mean, the first time I heard about fawn was through multi-amory, mm-hmm. I think. That's, yeah. I think, I think it was about, multi-amory. I think it's about where I heard about it first, too. Which was two months ago? Maybe? Time is Something an illusion. Like I don't know. I don't know. know it could have been two weeks it. ago. It could be like two years ago. I don't know. But it was not yesterday. I love when like they release like <clears throat> research that's like, hey, by the way, this thing that you've been doing your whole life is actually a response to trauma. And then I'm like, ah. Yeah, thank you. Cool. How do I fix it? <laughs> yeah. What What now? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, good luck. Therapy? <laughs> do your best. You know, believe in yourself. <laughs> love yourself. Self-care. <laughs> a therapist. Please. 
So free response is the one that we were specifically, I mean, we'll talk about probably all of them. Yes. But mm-hmm. freeze response, I think, is one that commonly comes up. Mm-hmm. I know I've experienced freeze response um, in traumatic situations for sure, especially with sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and we'll also talk about some great ways if you experience freeze response, some ways that your partners or your play partners can keep you safe or recognize that it's happening. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think like essentially we had just left off by mentioning it. I just wanted to make sure we were like really having a moment to speak on it. Um, so we'll start with the freeze response since that was the one that we referenced last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, now the freeze response is a little bit or a lot of it exactly what it sounds like in that it is this response where you freeze and in this context it is in maybe an intimate coming together of people's you know intimate like that wow. you know and uh, or in your kink and scene play yes and uh, it is just like you know freezing <laughs> you know how do you do it you, okay you go like <laughs> okay for for y'all that aren't on the video she just froze well it's like okay be talking to me and then i'm gonna freeze randomly okay how are you and that i am now terrified (laughs) i think okay extremely worried (laughs) jokes aside i think it's more like i I almost assume i almost associate it with like a it's like a light disassociation yeah that's how i would explain it at least when i have frozen um it's been more of just a like in a weird way i probably almost look calm yeah but i just kind of don't respond to any like there's no audible there's no like it just have you ever had your freeze response mix a little bit with a fawn response the only time so the only time i truly know i've had a freeze response that i can pinpoint at the moment at least when it comes to sex is when I was assaulted. So I don't really know. I don't know. I haven't really deep dive enough to see if there was any sort of other response mixed with that. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a flight response after, like right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in it, mm, I know I froze. That's about it. I guess I've experienced a little bit of mixing in terms of like, I can feel myself freezing and almost being like, no, no, no yeah, I'm okay. But like, I don't know. I'm not okay. Yeah. That I think, and I think that's why I really wanted to talk about this more because it's like, I think the most preparation for this thing to happening is just talking about it before you get there, because you're kind of like in a compromised state. Like when I'm in my like freeze mixed with fawn response, I'm very like, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, let's go, let's, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. and and I think that can be incredibly tricky. So like, I'm just in a position where I gotta like tell my partner about that beforehand, you know. I can't, yeah. like, really rely on them to be like, you know, oh, yeah, I can see. I mean, that's my best case scenario. If someone can see, like, hmm, okay, there was a moment where you were really into this and, like, all over me, and now it's, like... A shift. Shifted, yeah. Well, and I think that's where discussing with, you know, either dates or future partners or play partners or whatever that looks like, uh, one, that you have trauma, mm-hmm. two what that looks like when it comes out so Mm -hmm. um for me typically my trauma responses are a little bit more of a spiral okay so i don't typically freeze i that's not my trauma response typically but Mm um you know i think letting them know what traumas happened what the triggers are and what it could look like is important Mm because everyone could look a little different yeah and then 
setting up some sort of safety net, which we'll also talk about what that looks like. Well, I think the the hardest thing that I would want to ask is like, how do I know I'm having one of those responses? Like a freeze response? Yeah. Like if someone were to ask me, well, how do I know if I'm having one of those responses? How would I answer? Um, hey, you know what? Sometimes you're kind of like in your body, but not. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's a really tough question because at least for me, I feel like everyone's trauma responses are different mm-hmm. and come out in different ways mm-hmm. at different yeah. like, you know, I don't know. That's that's an interesting one. I'm not sure. I guess maybe I would start by saying, ask yourself if there's a moment in either intimate situations or kink and scene play where you feel a shift in yourself where you're like less enthusiastic. Like, is there a moment where you're shifting from like, oh my God, I've been planning this. It's been like, yes. Where you're kind of like not feeling that way anymore. And it's a little bit like different. It's harder because it's o- it's almost like it's easier to review that as opposed to evaluate it in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and especially if you're talking about kink, um, because a lot of times going into a scene, you will have some like trepidation or some unsuredness, like that's super common. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just really, it's hard. That's So in kink, how do you guys handle like uncertainty, like in a scene? So that's where having those conversations about what my triggers could be, what my boundaries are. Um, I personally, you know, like right now, if we do any sort of like heavy bondage or anything, um, I just need them to keep checking in with me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I use like my red, yellow, orange, mm-hmm. red, yellow, orange, Mm-mm. red, yellow, Stop orange, light. red, stoplight methods. So green, yellow, red. Mm hmm. Um, and I have kind of modified those for trauma responses. Okay. Um, a little bit, but so that's where for me, consistent check-ins are important. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just for me to say one of those colors, so they know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, or if, if I were a freeze response, I would rely on some sort of hand gesture, bell, something like that to denote that I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. I would advise that if you have a freeze response to just ask that your partner checks in with you in case you're yeah. unable to like do those types of things. I mean, even even maybe saying like, hey, I'm trying to track like how I'm responding in certain sexual in- instances because of my trauma. So like if you could check in with me, if I'm going quiet, I would really appreciate that. Yeah. And it can get tricky, especially with kink, because dropping into subspace, a lot of people do go nonverbal in subspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to go a little more, bit more nonverbal in subspace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is still important, at least if I can say green, yellow or red, that's super important. Mm-hmm. So even for that person to just say color. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I can usually fairly easily answer. Mm-hmm. And if they, if I can't say a color back, that's when they need to stop and let me come back to earth and check in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think in a vanilla sense too. Uh, yeah. I mean, that can be used that. in any sexual scene, kink scene, whatever. I, I, I highly recommend using that method mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the next thing that I wanted to say is I think if, uh, if you're a partner engaging with somebody who maybe has a freeze response and they've just told you and you are checking in with them and maybe they are still saying a yes, you know, you're still allowed to be a feeling person in that moment to say like, Hey, I'm just not really sure right now. So like, let's just slow down a little bit and, um, you know, like reevaluate where we're at. Yeah. And it also is going to depend on the experience of the partner it's going to depend or the dom or whatever that looks like um what their comfortability is with these types of trauma responses mm-hmm. um yeah. how comfortable are they bringing someone out of a trauma or trigger mm-hmm. um especially like panic attacks that's a big one mm-hmm. what can what can somebody <clears throat> do to like address like a panic attack that might be happening in a scene so that's a little controversial um not contra- well there's a few lines of thinking so there are some people who if their partner has a panic attack play partner scene partner whatever um they actually if they're experienced enough might actually keep them in the scene mm, okay. and work them through that panic attack before they bring them out of the scene mm-hmm. now the line of thinking with that is is that when you're having a panic attack and if you're in subspace if they suddenly stop a scene turn on all the lights do like create all this motion and suddenly pull them out it actually could create more panic Hmm, okay um yikes if they are skilled enough or comfortable enough if they're able to walk them through the panic and get them to calm down first Mm -hmm. and then pull them out of the scene um there are a lot of people that think that's one of the better ways to handle it Mm -hmm. but if that person is not comfortable with that or know how to do that properly it can go sideways fast so that's one line of thinking um there are a lot of others who if their partner panics or kind of has a huge meltdown mid-scene they just stop the scene completely take them over start aftercare and i would say either way aftercare is going to be essential Mm -hmm. like huge yeah for whatever direction you go but and then a lot of that also needs to be discussed with the person you're scening with or having sex with or whatever you want to call it this goes Mm -hmm. across all boards but you know discuss up front what are you comfortable with Mm -hmm. do you want that play partner to pull you out of the scene immediately Mm -hmm. do you want them to just kind of get you through that attack that panic attack and then bring you out of it do you want them to kind of do a mix of both Mm -hmm. do you want aftercare immediately do you just need space like that all kind of has to be negotiated yeah i think what i'm hearing also is a huge importance on knowing yourself knowing yourself or knowing like i am very upfront with the fact that like there are certain things i might not even know are triggers yet because a lot of this is so new Mm -hmm. so i'm very upfront and honest with the fact that i could have a trigger that i'm not aware of yeah and i'm okay like i'm not okay with that but i am understanding that that could happen yeah like i'm already aware I'm aware this could happen. This is what it might look like. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that and able yeah. to handle that? Yeah. So at least it's not a surprise. Yeah, true. Um, but I do really want to like say it, there is a responsibility if you're a person who may have these responsibility, you know, responses to at least like know that about yourself and to express that to your partner yeah. and, um, and, and not in a like, you know, you have, I mean, I'm sorry that it seems like you have to do more work, but in a way I do feel like, yeah, we just have to, 
Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that I, I, I don't prefer the other version where I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to tell you at all. And I'm going to have a response. Well, and... and there's also responsibility in the fact that you could have this huge panic attack, meltdown, freeze response, whatever. And that then causes trauma with the person that you're having sex with or seeing with. Mm-hmm. So you can cause just as much trauma not letting them know. Right. Um, and actually more trauma, in my opinion. If you have a sudden panic attack with a partner and they have no clue that's kind of fucking traumatic yeah i mean can you imagine if you were having sex and all of a sudden the other person just like freaks the fuck out yeah and you're like oh god i broke them this is this this is it this is me you call 911 (laughs) on yourself you're like i don't know what i did i but i'm guilty i called him a really good boy and then he just broke (laughs) is anybody out there like being called a really good boy some do yeah call me So, yeah, I, I think there's responsibility both ways, for yeah. sure. Yes, both ways. It's not just all on one person. No. Um, do we have any experience with the, well, with the other four? I'm sorry, the other three Fs and what those could look like? Fight. And sex, kink. Let's talk about the flight response and sex and kink. The flight response? Um, I'm just imagining someone being like, nope, and then they like slap the person and then run. That I mean, that can happen. I mean, I know for me, if someone crosses a boundary with me that I am not okay with, mm-hmm. I definitely get a fight response. Ooh, okay, yeah. Ooh, at what point in the in knowing this person is happening, chatting, about to get with them, any of it? Like down, if down you dirty. if you cross a boundary at any point that I've put as a very firm boundary, mm-hmm. um, I will fight you immediately. Like nice, I will come for you. I guess now that I'm thinking about it in this context, I am a little more flight. Like, if I'm in the chatting stages and there's something I'm uncomfortable with, I just don't respond. Oh, no. I drag the fuck out of them. <laughs> like, I literally will drag the fuck I out just, of I just, I think that's vigilante shit, and I love it. I think you should do that. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. No. You've seen it, some of my text change. where I, I, I almost beg you to show me, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I will fight you now. Yeah. It's just. I think you should. So, like, it's interesting because, like this is off topic but i was thinking about how like we really should have more cultural accountability like that though and like social accountability like that like i'm not saying it's on me to like retrain these people but at the same time i think people should know like hey yeah except i'm pretty sure that's what got banned me off got me banned <gasps> off tinder because someone got butt hurt say come forward who, who was it who reported say it you're real big on the report mm-hmm. button yeah pretty sure come that's forward. what did it was me dragging someone that had been disrespectful so <laughs> it's all good you know let's just protect the people who are being disrespectful apparently yeah yeah so i come with a warning label if you cross the boundary if you're disrespectful i will fight you I'm, I'm not gonna physically well if you're in my space like if you are physically around me and you cross a boundary i might actually fight you um but deserve at that point let's uh, be honest yeah but you know if you're disrespectful across a boundary via text or phone or something no i'm i'm gonna drag you till the ends of the earth have you ever had it like in person like in a date or in a scene or in a Hmm. me me just calling a scene sex and kink trying to think not hard boundaries there have been some soft boundaries that i've stopped guys on and been like nah fam like i already said that's not for me mm-hmm. um but no one that's really pushed it beyond that that i can remember no nice 
Usually because if they're going to do that, they're going to probably do it via text too. And yeah, I will have already eliminated them. I was going to say, I think there's a little bit more of a vibe that tries to be sustained. Like with people who have experienced dating, I think they're like, okay, I'm trying to like flow and hopefully get laid. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why I ask you to get your burps out ahead of time. Why did you even offer me a Coke earlier? <laughs> and I didn't even get you one. And Thank you the Lord that I burped. burped. You all heard oh, that. Burping. Actually, y'all probably didn't hear it, but she burped. You saw me. <laughs> you saw me. Now that you're on camera. Can't get away with God it. God damn it. I, God, you know what? I do miss being off camera. I was just splayed like a starfish on the <laughs> Laying down. Okay. I mean, you still can. Probably by the third one of these, it will happen. I know. I just, you know, I want to look good. <laughs> I'm waiting for, like, my first, like, on-camera nose pick, I think is what I'm waiting for. I've already accidentally looked at my cleavage while on camera. Did you? I did. How? Oh, you did like that? Yeah. Uh, if I, I did it made... like this, they wouldn't know. Okay, I, I do it like that every time. <laughs> what else? Listen, if you were to, like, like squint your eyes and get out of focus, like, what's the first thing you see on that screen? Your boobs. Thank you. Me over here with little itty-titty-bitty... No. I want... I. Itty bitty titty committee. I can't talk. I just like that. Like when you were, so I imagine that when you went to get the surgery, though, that you select from pictures, and you were like, "I want that one." There's no way. That's like the biggest. <laughs> no, because I I had the second surgery when I when I already knew all y'all. Did you? For a second, <laughs> you were like, "What you got after double D?" <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. You're a runner. Why would you do that? No, I told him double funny. D was the largest I wanted. Nice. I was like, tap out after that. I didn't get a chance to like have that conversation with God. So, Do but better. I would have. I mean, I like my body. I like my little baby boobies. Well, baby, baby boobies, boobies for this office. Baby boobies. baby boobies for this office. Yeah. This office, a double D is tiny. Sorry about it. <laughs> Rude. Anyways. Anyway. Back to trauma. <laughs> back to trauma. Oh to the God. lighter topic literally that's the title of my memoirs <laughs> back to trauma <laughs> anyway da, 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 back to the trauma <laughs> that's same Sorry. i really i am actually gonna write a book and name it that hmm? um actually i just thought i i personally just to like boost us a little bit i think mm-hmm. that we did a really good job about explaining what fight and flight could actually look like in the dating context you know when i said that to you i was like let's see what we can come up with here we'll see what's the camera saying Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm going. It's it me. Hold, please. Insert your own elevator music. Movie recording has been stopped automatically. Rude. Why? I don't know. Oh, I bet it times out after 30 minutes. Okay, wow. That was extremely rude of the camera. We'll just Why would... edit that back in. I'm just... Okay, fine. I can edit the audio, too. Fine. If we want. We'll see. It'll be more exclusive. You have to listen on our podcast to get the full unedited audio. audio. (laughs) So, fight or flight, we did. Yes. Freeze. We did freeze. I talked about fawn as a little bit of, like, a part of freeze. But I wonder, like, fawn as a response in terms of, like, in the moment. Super tricky because I imagine what that looks like is somebody being really like agreeable and really wanting to move forward. And then how would you know that that's a trauma response? That's kind of the tricky part I'm thinking there. So I feel like, well, I was going to say because part of what fawn response is, is that there's like lack of boundaries. You don't say no. 
Um, yeah. You don't give opinions as much, but <laughs> I was about to say, I've had a lot of guys who I'm like, hey, what are your boundaries? They're like, I have none. And I was about to say, maybe that's a fond response. No, I think that's actually just them trying to get laid. But let's say hypothetically, it wasn't that. It is. Um, <laughs> it was it those is. <laughs> I think, you know, that's hard. I don't know. That's a hard one because fawn could just look like a an experience. Yeah. So you don't want to accuse someone of having a fawn response when it's just an inexperience issue. True. Thing. Okay. Quick role play. Hey, thank you so much for coming on this date with me. Um, lately, I've been reading about trauma responses in sex, and I just want to like, I just want to let you know, I'm kind of looking out for any responses that might not seem like enthusiastic consent. Is that something you're okay with? Yes. Aww. And then we got married and lived happily ever after. I had two and a half kids. And, aww. One's very short. That one's my favorite. Obviously. Short like mommy. I want to be mommy. You okay? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, one episode alone, first recording, I say these two phrases. One, I want to be mommy. Two, anybody out there like being called a really good boy? Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> I just outed myself. Age play what? Ah! <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, thankfully, so, because I screamed. Um, <laughs> so... No. 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 Brat for life. Okay. Are you even like being called a brat? Um, Wait, do you does know? Any, does any brat like being called a brat? There are some brats that love it. Okay. Like, that's their whole thing. Look, I'm, like, very, like, as a classifier, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a submissive brat yeah no what and if someone's like you're being real bratty that is like a, it's like a brat trigger for me where i'm like oh i'm being bratty you know like uh, uh. you go into fight response i fight <laughs> you're like but i oh my god <gasps> brat responses <laughs> immediate fight anyway anyway so if you have a fun response in those situations I, that, I, see that's where i go back to like you have to know yourself like, I will say I definitely grew up with a fond response as a response to, like, non-sexual traumas in my life. Like, you know, fond response was to keep the narcissist in my life happy and, you know, to be like, oh, yes, I totally agree with you and I'm agreeing with everything about me to a point of, like, not even being able to develop my own identity. So, like, I could see where a lot of times when I was first starting to get sexual, I was very agreeable in situations where I wasn't, like, I actually, after Didn't the fact, was like, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lack of experience, too. So I think if you're a person who's like listening to this podcast and trying to learn about it, I think you're already one step ahead. That was step one, you know, learn about your responses. Well, and I think if you're not sure if someone's experiencing a fun response or if they're experiencing just lack of experience or just trying to get laid, as in my dates, um, I think that's where I personally have said, well... For me, I get a little snarky because I know that they're just doing it for one reason usually. And I will be like, you know, if they're like, oh, I have no boundaries. I'm like, oh, cool. So I can like nail your dick to a board. You're good with that? You said no boundaries. Because that is a kink. I do have a three foot dildo that's like eight yeah. inches all around. I like to call that Obamacare dildo. <laughs> Going to the hospital after. Um, what comedian said that? <laughs> I don't know, but it was great. Um so that's where I would just kind of take that opportunity or if someone like me. So I, I think it's also just kind of reading the room, if you will. If a strong personality like me comes through and you're talking to me and I'm pretty 
blunt. I am pretty to the point. I am pretty like here's yeah. my shit and I'm not a quiet type. Yeah. By any means. At all. If you ask about sex and suddenly I'm like super agreeable with no opinions and no like That's so true. That's where I would be like, eh. Yeah. Take note of how the person was acting before. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um read the room, I guess, a little. Yeah. It, it is kind of in this day and age where it is you know, I think easier to um I don't want to say accidentally fall into a situation where it could be deemed sexual assault, but I think where there is so much more education now and people are starting to stand up for themselves and people are starting to uh, educate themselves more about what sexual assault is, it is also now our responsibility to know what it is on both sides of it. Mm -hmm. You know, what are people allowed to do to me? But also, what am I allowed to do to other people? Like, yeah, it goes both ways. I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but we've not really been taught previously, what are you allowed to do to someone else? Like, mm -hmm. what do you need to ask permission for? So, yeah, part of it is on you to, if they say I have no boundaries, okay, well, you do. Yeah. Let's talk about why you do. Yeah. Um, or I have, you know, I don't have a favorite, or I don't have any soft thing, or I don't have any, or mm -hmm. everyone has something. I've yet yeah. to meet anyone that has no hard boundaries. Right. Uh, no, I also have yet to meet anyone that doesn't actually have kinks. That's always my favorite. They're like, I have never had a kink. And I'm like, really? You ever spank anyone? Choke them? Pull their hair? No? Call them a slut? Hmm. Sounds like you might have a kink. Um, no, we just do soaking. <laughs> We just do missionary. We just do missionary and we soak. So a lot of times I'm trying to educate them on like, okay, these are actually what kinks look like. Mm -hmm. These are some of the boundaries you might want to consider. These are my boundaries. Mm -hmm. These are my hard boundaries. These are my soft boundaries. This is what I'm open to. This is what I'm not open to immediately. These are things I will build up to. Like part of it is on me to educate and make sure they understand what all this means yeah. as much as I can. And it's also, I mean, this also goes back to like vetting a partner too. You know, this is a good way to figure out if this person who you're about to, you know, get, get freaky with is like a safe person. Right. To get freaky with. Yes. Yeah. I like that you keep saying freaky. We're getting freaky in here right now. Feels very oh. like 80s, like what is happening? This is me doing like, like left ear, right ear. Oh, that's what that so is. So if you're listening with headphones. Does that work? Does that work? Does that work? Did it work? We'll see later. You can let us know on our Facebook group. Let us know on our Facebook group. Did some of CJ's shenanigans about the left, right speaker work? We'll do it in a poll. The answers are like, yeah, it was great. Heart emoji. No, idiot. Why did you do that? For what Cursing reason? <laughs> and then third option, what? Yeah, third option is like, oh. how come you only gave us two very polarized answers? <laughs> Oh, and a third. One a third. So, so I'm trying to think, you know, some other things that you can incorporate other than obviously the stoplight response. Um, if you are non-audible or there's a risk of non-audible or alternatively with kink, if there's going to something be something that keeps you from being audible and mm -hmm. you're like, what the hell is that? Ball gag. Any sort of gag in the mouth, any sort of, and that could be rope in the mouth, gag, handkerchief. Um, Panties panties pan i never say panties underwear i don't know what i say oh god panties underwear? is the worst really I like yeah i mean do you I, say I, panties I no okay great i but i do say it freaks panties. me out i say underwear 
I say undies. I'm fine with undies. Panties freaks me out. I can't do it. Um, bleh. I do undies and then it's I drop, like a, drop a D's nuts joke. <laughs> so appropriate. I just need them to know who they're about to get sexual with. That's fair. I think they already know by then. Just a guess. I No, I just keep this all for... That's fair. I'm just like very normal when you meet me. Hey. I'm CJ. I'm a normal person. As all normal people say. As they I'm all totally do. Totally normal. Right? Like when we get, you know, cl- no, I'm a, I'm good. I'm easy to work with. I'm real good. Please. That means run. <laughs> um, oh, so also if there's going to be choking, breath play. Yes. Um, anything like that, having a backup method. So mm-hmm. some people snap. Yeah. Some people have a tap. Um, oh. That can get a little tricky because for me, I tend to grab onto my partner's. So there's a difference between a grab so, and a tap, I guess. Yeah, I mean. They're like, is this tap? Is this grab? But you're also trusting that they're also not going to be so in the moment that they're like, is that a grab, tap, grab, tap, grab, yeah, tap, that's grab, true. tap, grab. So I'm a little less onto the, I don't like the tapping as much unless they're super attuned. I know some people with martial arts background are super attuned to the tapping because that's how people it's tap so, out. So it's very, it's very, it's very like specific. That is a specific, yeah. Yeah, like that's very like, I know what that I'm not like doing that because I'm just being sexy. I'm doing that because I'm like, please, right? Stop. Um, some people use a bell. I both love and hate the bell. I love it because yes, bing. That's yes. a very like that would take me out completely. I'd be like, time to wake up. But like, also just like awareness of where it is is the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, for me in my head, I would just make a joke. Get like, I'd a- be like, bing, round one. <laughs> not a good one for me. It's like for us, we have to figure out the finish way him. No. <laughs> Sorry. Does that have a bell? Have you ever had that audio play in your mind while you were having Absolutely. sex? Absolutely. <gasps> Mostly when I'm doing blowjobs. I was about to say, definitely. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to blow this motherfucker's mind. Literally. So, um, some people use handkerchiefs, like wave it. Some people have something they will keep in their hand, and if they drop it, um, that's their signal to stop. So... Mm-hmm. Really kind of partner situation specific. Yeah. Usually the hand thing, like um, if you're on like a St. Andrew's cross or something, or if you're something where it's elevated, Mm -hmm. where the drop will actually make a noise, Mm -hmm. or it's like something that can actually fall. It's a little Mm -hmm. hard to do this on a bed because if you're dropping it, it's... What's a St. Andrew's cross? St. Andrew's... So that is... It it looks kind of like an X, basically. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of cross. It's okay. I I don't know. Fully probably you need it. to you need to know everything about bdsm or else well it's it's based it actually is based on a religious reference from my understanding um so it does actually have like a longer history to it but okay. yeah and they're not cheap st. Andrews. Yeah. st andrew's cross i think i think one they of can my cost s- a lot if you buy them like professionally made you can also have like a spanking bench um is it just you... a regular bench no yes like a like, like one of those that you put table? at the like foot of the bed? No, not usually. Okay. No. Okay. What's it look like? Paint me a picture. Um. So it's usually uh. There's like an elevated middle piece. Um. I've had people like I've seen people do two saw horses. Do you know what a saw horse is? I do. Okay. So they bring those together and they build um just two like step downs because that's where your knees go. Sometimes if you're like straddling like a, like it a completely. Pew? Like a church pew? No. 
Mm-hmm. I'll have to Google it and show you. Because it's something that you can either bend over with your feet on the floor. Okay. Or some of them, um, you can actually get on top of them with your knees, like, on two little platforms, and you're just laying on top of it. Okay. There's yeah, a few. There's a lot. Of, it, I've, it's actually, it's actually sounding a little more picnic bench than I was anticipating it for. <laughs> it's like a small, tiny version of a picnic bench. How about that? Aww, but elevated. Thanks. But up. Uh, got yeah. it. I'm going to Google it. She'll Google Don't worry about she'll it. Go- she'll you Google it. Ooh, I'll Google it and I'll post it to our Facebook page, the pictures. So if you want to see, check our Boom. Facebook. Um, Obviously safe words, but have it be a word that you wouldn't normally say. So like, don't say your dog's name. Have it be like something. Everyone says pineapple. Everyone says pineapple. Okay. Everyone. Everyone. Or meatloaf. That's another common one. I don't know why. Don't do meatloaf. Don't do um, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Meatloaf? It's not. Well, it's not sexy. I guess that is. Yeah. Why would I want to pick a sexy vegetable and or fruit? So. Yeah. Like your safe word shouldn't be dick. Yeah. Just avoid sex words. Yeah. Ideally something that's not related to sex, not related to something around you, not something that's common. Yeah. Exactly. So. Boom. Have have some safety nets. Have some backup ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if we were to do like, if we were to wrap this up. Is that too early? No. Am I ending too early? Mm-mm. I think I've said all I needed to say. Okay. Wrap up. Wrap it up. This is, a, this is a more detailed look at the responses you could have in sex as a result of trauma. Important thing, number one, talk about it with your partner first. Mm-hmm. You know? Figure out if they're... You can usually tell when you're having that conversation with someone whether or not you should invite them into your, you know, safe zone, so to speak. You know? If they're not really responding well or they're like, I don't need boundaries. No. I mean, like, oh, okay, well... Or you're explaining it. Like, I imagine if I'm explaining to someone, like, yeah, there are times where I might, like, get very quiet and also be very agreeable if we could just check in with me at that point. And if they go, oh, wow, so you just are going to, like, act like it's really going good, but that's not going to be true. It's like, all right. I'm still trying to figure this out too yeah and that's not really a response i want you know yeah. like i understand it's really tricky but just because we don't understand it perfectly doesn't mean we should go back to how it was mm-hmm. which was a lot of people getting violated in ways that they did not like yeah um and then set up some things for you inside this intimate time and in this kink or scene play where you can have a way to call yourself out of the scene talk with your partner first about how you want to be pulled out of the scene mm-hmm. you know if you're if you do what what would you like them to do if you are panicking what would you like them to do if you do xyz you know um oh as always definitely especially if you're a person who has trauma insist and enforce aftercare yeah and we'll we should probably do a podcast on aftercare but we'll talk about aftercare and what that means because some people are probably going what? Mm-hmm. um but yeah aftercare is huge especially in bdsm kink yeah But it should be more commonplace, in my opinion, in most sex scenes. Aw. Me, a lover of cuddling and being, like, coddled. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It should. (laughs) Me not liking cuddles as much. I'm like, Oh, I just want to be like, I want you to put the AC down to 67 and I want you to wrap me. Burrito me. And if the snacks I desire are not around me, I don't want it. (laughs) I don't want it. No, I think that pretty much sums it up. I think that sums it up, too. I think we did a great job. I think this was a fir- great first recording episode. I think it looks so yeah. good. We both picked I can't shirts. see it, so, you know. I I know for a fact it's probably out of focus. <laughs> Even though it looked to me... I, I, was, I look better I'm not going to get into my woes <laughs> yet. I'm going to be trying to edit it, so wish me luck. Okay. All right. Done? Done. 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 Bye. Bye.